I've only worked at one single place my whole entire life, and that was the Rock Sports Complex uh, in Franklin, Wisconsin, really where I grew up. And during the summers, I was a pizza cook and a baseball manager. Um, I managed like the concession stands and all of that good stuff. And then during the winter, I designed snow parks. So I actually like raked and built the jumps and rails and all of that. And a common theme with my whole entire life is I've always done shit I've loved to do. So thinking back to just getting into like entrepreneurship even, I love the concept of just working for myself. And even though I've tested a lot of different things that have epically failed and I've lost thousands of dollars on, I've always loved the process. So on this episode, I'm going to dive into the importance of doing shit you love and why life is too short to do things you hate. Um, so hope you enjoy the episode. I'll uh, get onto it. But again, have this be a reminder to do things you love to do. You never know when you're going to die. So please, please, please do not spend time doing things you hate. Reflecting back on my first few jobs I've had uh, forever, my very first job was a pizza cook at a place called DiMaggio's within the Rock Sports Complex uh, where I'm from. So DiMaggio's served uh, pizza for takeout and for baseball fields. So um, there's really a whole sports complex. There's kind of like an event planning side of things, but then there's also uh, baseball fields. Um, so I would make the pizzas that got delivered to the baseball fields, and everything is in, within one complex. So it's not like a fast food chain like Domino's or Pizza Hut, but kind of like handmade pizzas and got the job when I was 14. And that was my very first job ever. And I was in love with it. I loved showing up to work every day. It was something about making the pizzas and being almost my own boss. There's just myself and one other like delivery person um, that delivered all the pizzas. But that was it. I had full creative freedom almost. Obviously, there's only so much creative freedom you can have making pizzas. But um, no one was there to tell me exactly what to do. Obviously, I had to learn how to make pizzas and everything. But other than that, I showed up, one other person, and I was just free to go um, for the whole night. Obviously, I had to open. I had to close. Um, but during that time, there was no one telling me what I needed to do. And the, it was I had quite a bit of freedom there. And that has been a common theme throughout my life. I absolutely loved showing up to work every day. And I don't know a lot of people that were in that position uh, with their first first job ever. And like I worked almost every single day. As I, I definitely worked more than the legal limit of a 14, 15, 16-year-old um, getting into it, but I, I loved it. So making those pizzas, working with a bunch of friends. I got really close with a lot of coworkers. So it was literally just like hanging out with friends, and I, I loved it. I transitioned then into um, working at, at the snow park in winter. So um, I was a pizza cook in summers, and that was from like my freshman year of high school. So when I was like 14, I was a pizza cook for two years, 14 to like 16 or so. Um, pizza cook in summer, and then winter I worked snow park. So I love snowboarding too. Um, so snowboarding was, was and still is one of my biggest passions. And I really wanted to incorporate snowboarding in my work, but I wasn't good enough to go, to go pro or get sponsored or anything. But I, I thought, what's the next best thing? I've always loved building ramps and rails and jumps um, to do tricks on and everything. I, 
I grew up building like snow parks in my backyard too. I have a pretty small backyard, but it forced me to get really creative with what I built and my dad helped me a ton, but we built ramps as like tall as my roof um, to like drop in on and really just make everything ourselves. So that's what I grew up doing. So when I got the opportunity to do that for a quote unquote living <laughs> during the time, again, this was also when I was like 14. So the winter when I was 14, 15, 16 and so on, um, I would spend the winter building snow jumps, snow jumps and rails and everything that you see. Um, like if you're not familiar with it, if you watch like X Games, those are obviously huge, huge features and jumps and rails. That's exactly what we do, but on just a way, way smaller scale. Um, so that's what I grew up doing during the winter. And I love that too. I could not get enough of it. I was constantly at the ski hill um, almost every single day of winter. It just forced me to get outside, uh, flex different creative muscles. I was in charge of helping design the actual park and how it flows and um a lot of these different things that a lot of people don't have the opportunity to, to do, but I absolutely loved it. So literally since the time I was 14 years old, I loved what I did for, for working. So as I just went through high school and I got a little older, um, I kept those main two jobs. I only worked at the Rock Sports Complex from 14 to 18, and that was my only job ever. I did a lot of different roles within that, um, but I never, I never moved. That was, that was it. So... When I got to like 16 years old, instead of making pizzas, they actually shut the pizza place down. Um, so I transitioned into working ballparks, as we, as we call it. So um, working like concession stands and making that food. And um, I slowly worked my way up to being a manager. Um, so you need to be 18 to be a manager. So I waited two years. Um, I was actually kind of like promoted to a manager at like 17 or so, right as I was turning 18. Um, but I also loved that. So that was really um, going into my senior year of, um, of high school. Uh, that's when I got kind of promoted to manager. That was my r first real taste of managing people and seeing how I did. And I literally showed up to work, and I loved it so much. I, would work cr I was working probably 40, 50-hour weeks there um, every week before school started. And then even when school started, still worked probably 20 to 30 hours a week. So I was working quite a bit, but I loved it. I loved building relationships with my, with my little team. I would manage probably five to six people at a time, um, and I loved it. And it was my first taste of, okay, how can I show up to be a leader and these people depend on me to tell them what to do, but then also have fun? So it was my first real experience of finding that balance between, okay, we, we're at a job. We need to get everything done. We need to make sure everything's aligned, but then we also need to have fun. Because if you can encourage your other employees and people under you to be excited to come to work and want you as their manager, that's such a fulfilling feeling. And there was a few other, few other managers at the time, and um, I just loved hearing the comments of like, Sam, are you my manager today? Are you my manager? Are you the, um, I forgot what the actual title was, but it was essentially like the ballpark manager. And I, I love just hearing those responses because I knew... I was doing a good job if the other employees wanted me to be their, their manager. And that's what I really based my whole, um, whole scale on as far as how, how well am I doing at my job. I was, I was essentially brand new um, within the ballpark system, um, but I just picked it up very quickly. I just loved, I loved people 
So it was very easy for me to manage those people and make sure uh, I can put out any fires on the spot and just really make, make the employees feel comfortable working and they want to show up to work like they're doing something, um, something good for other people. So if I, I just constantly told them, like, if you can make a customer smile, uh, whether it's delivering a pretzel or a piece of pizza, um, if you can crack a funny joke or just smile at the customer, you never know what those customers are doing. Yes, they're there watching baseball. It should be fun. It shouldn't be stressing. And um, overall, it was a very stress-free job. Um, and the, the people skills that was needed to do that was, was awesome. And it's, it was an awesome learning experience. So that was a common theme I really tried pressing on, uh, on the employees and on the other workers of, please like, try to just make someone else's day and make them smile. Yes, you can go into thinking every day, thinking this job sucks. I'm only getting paid seven, eight, nine bucks an hour. Um, I need to sit behind a concession stand making food or picking up trash. But you can also look at it as you're, you're grateful to interact with so many people every single day. And you can have so many like small conversations. And if you can be the light to someone else's day, whether it's a small little joke, a smile, whatever it is, asking someone, hey, uh, I, I saw you, you watching your son or something. How's, how's he doing? Those small little nuanced conversations can go a really long way. And that's something I've absolutely taken with me. Um, as I go into, um, as I went into entrepreneurship and as I'm still growing as an entrepreneur and business owner and founder, it's how can you just make someone's day, whether it's a handwritten note in the mail, a card in the mail, just saying thank you, or just going a little above and beyond to make sure a video is done on time or early or adding, adding in three extra videos for a client, whatever it is, those, those small details really, really matter. And that's what I really learned uh, managing people during ballparks. So going into that, and that's all my senior year, um, uh, senior, like fall of senior year, like summer to fall, um, going into my senior year. And then w when winter came around, I was still working the snow parks. Um, and that fall, that winter of 2018, I believe, um, fall of 2017 to 2018, that fall or that winter, excuse me, changed my life. That's when I really learned how to work harder than anyone else. And you might be thinking to yourself, okay, how hard can building jumps and rails be for snowboarding and skiing? It's not that hard. Well, it was physically and mentally absolutely exhausting. So I'm gonna just take you with me on this journey that my, uh, of my senior year of high school. And a lot of times senior year is fun, it's relaxed, it's supposed to be fun, it's, you're supposed to party and live it up. And I did, almost the exact opposite and worked every waking second of, of senior year. Um, so once the ski hill opened, um, I would work there every single day, Monday through Monday. Uh, I had zero time off. And senior year, I had enough credits. And at the high school I went to, Greendale High School, uh, we could leave for lunches if you are a senior. You could leave for lunches, so go home, go wherever. And then you also could leave for study halls, and there's a thing called PM and AM release. So if you had enough credits, you can, instead of taking a class in the morning or a class at the very end, um, you could essentially just have a PM release, and you could just go home, or you'd go to school later in the day. So I decided to have one PM release 
two study halls and an early lunch. That is four hours that I could leave school early because study halls, you didn't have to be there senior year either. So I got done with my day at a roughly 11 o'clock, 11.30 a.m. every single day of my senior year. So I could have went home, dicked around, and done, done nothing. Or what I did do is to essentially open up the ski hill every single day when it was open. And mind you, I ran track in high school too, and track starts in like January, February uh, training. So um, I also had that to, to go to school for. And track practice isn't going to <laughs> warp around your whole schedule. It's not gonna change your schedule. So I was forced to, not, not forced, but I was pretty much just presented an opportunity to make the most out of it. And track started at uh, roughly like 3.45 to 4 p.m. every day. We'll say 4 p.m. just for, for easy math here. Um, so essentially, I got home by 11.30, and I had to be at track at 4. So I had that roughly three-hour window in between to fill that time with something. And the ski hill also opened at 4 p.m. And my job every day was to walk around the whole hill. It's not a huge hill, but it's it's exhausting if you have to walk around the whole thing. It's, it's, a, it's a ski hill. Look up the Rock Sports Complex, and it's an actual ski hill. So I had to walk around to every single feature, what we call it. a feature is either a rail or a jump, and make sure that was good. There was no um, like snow boulders or like big snowballs, or like the snowcat didn't hit a rail. So I just really had to go around and make everything look pretty, which took about two hours or so to open up the hill. So after 11.30, I would eat lunch really quick and go to the ski hill right away. So I got to the ski hill around 12, around noon to 12.30 uh, p.m. every single day. And I would go to the ski hill from 12.30 to about 2.30 and open up the hill um, before anyone got there. I was alone. I would walk through the whole thing. I did my little notes and check sheet to make sure, okay, we're, we're good to go. And in winter, I had one other person helping me out. Um, so I was, the, I was the manager. And then there was one person under me to also help me with the job. So I just built kind of a custom schedule saying, hey, I won't be there for the first two or so hours of work, but everything is good to go to open it up. That other person got there around 3.30 to 4 o'clock to essentially make sure um, everything is good to open. Um, so they went there, and I went home, ate a little bit, and went to track practice. So I would uh, end school, 11.30, get to the rock uh, to start my work at about 12.30, work from 12.30 to 2.30, ate a little bit, and then went straight to track, uh, where I practiced and worked out from about 4 to 5.30 or 6. So it was roughly two hours. Then at 6 o'clock, I would go straight to the, um, to the ski hill. I would stop home really quick to uh, change my clothes into, obviously, snowboard gear instead of track gear. Um, and then went to, the, went to the ski hill from 6 to 10 o'clock to close it at 10 o'clock, um, and then be home by 10.30 or 11 um, every single day of my senior year winter from December to March or whenever, whenever the ski hill was open until. So it was roughly that three-month period where I, I stuck to that schedule. And I'm not even to the crazy part yet because every single Friday, um, we would have these things called builds. And a build is when you essentially uh, redo the whole ski hill as, the, as far as the jumps and rails and everything, put in new, new rails, put in new jumps, all of that. And I would stay there every Friday. My Friday schedule was instead of go there from 6 to 10, I would go there from 6 to 8 or so, come back home for 
an hour or two, and then get back to the ski hill around 10 p.m. and start working again until sometimes as early as or as late as 2 to 3 to 4 a.m. in the morning. I've definitely worked there until the sunrise the next morning, getting everything ready because it opens at 7 a.m. on a Saturday. So there's a lot of times when I stayed at the ski hill from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. to 2, 2 to 3 a.m., literally working uh, with myself or just one or two other people uh, to get it ready to open by Saturday morning at 7 a.m. So I went home at 2, 3 a.m., went to bed for a few hours, and got up to go back to work at 7 a.m. to open up the ski hill so they can ride, uh, so people can ride. People can open the ski hill and, and ride. Um, and someone else would come, and then I would go home and sleep for a few hours from, let's say, 9, 9 a.m. to maybe noon, and then get back there at noon, stay till 10, 10 11 p.m., and then put in another 12, 13-hour day. So I was working probably um, 24 to 26 hours every single Saturday and Sunday combined on top of working another 20 to 30 hours at least uh, during the week. So I was in between that track and school, I was definitely putting in more than 100-hour weeks every single week. And there's there's nothing I knew uh, besides work and school and uh, and track. Um, so it was pretty crazy. And my girlfriend Katie was with me through the through the whole thing. And she's she's stuck with me through this. So that's another side caveat. So um, it's just been a wild ride. But again, thinking back to the core message of this of this video is doing stuff you love, no matter what. So even though I was putting in ridiculous hours, I was working way more than any 17, 18, 19 year old should have been working. I loved it. I loved every second because I could take something from scratch and recreate it. And then every single Saturday and Sunday and even weekday, I could see kids using what I was building and it brought them joy. They were so happy to see a new setup, a new, a new jump. Um, and the joy that brought me just motivated me to do 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 things even better, do things bigger, do things more efficiently, and work even harder. And that's exactly where I'm at right now. Um, and that mentality has definitely carried into uh, my journey becoming an entrepreneur and becoming a business owner. Because um, it's so fulfilling having someone else use your services to better their lives. That's such a rewarding feeling and getting, uh, getting messages that I do every day saying like, hey, thank you for sh helping me share my message with the world. And like those, again, going back to those small details, those things matter. So again, every single day, every single situation we're, we're in, we can, we can show up saying, why do we need to do this? Why do we need to do this job? And always look for the negatives in things because there's always negatives in, in life. But what you focus on, if you only focus on, your, on the negatives, then your whole world, your whole life is gonna seem negative. But if you rather shift your focus to the positive and really focus on the positive message and the lives you are changing, then your whole life seems more positive. And then your happiness starts to increase and the mood you have increases and your stress decreases and your anxiety decreases. And you are left with such a feeling of being fulfilled with your life that's so fulfilling, to say the least. It's so gratifying to have that feeling. 
to wake up every single day and loving your life. No matter where you are in your journey, whether you're you're online learning in high school or college right now, or you're trying to get a new job, or you just got fired from your job, or quit, or wherever you are in life, you have the opportunity to wake up and make the most out of it and do things you love. Let's say you love snowboarding. All right, go snowboarding. Wait for it to snow outside and go ride. You love baseball? Cool. Get some friends together, watch some baseball, play some baseball, whatever it is. You love being out, going outdoors or longboarding? Awesome, go outside, longboard. You love playing basketball, football, whatever it is, tennis, bowling? Do those things. Because we only simply have one life and no one else can tell you how to live your own life. No one else knows exactly what you love to do like you do. So get quiet in your head and simply do the things you love to do because we have one single life and that's it. So if we don't make the most out of it, think about the feeling of regret you will feel when you're 80, 90, 120 years old. That's terrifying to me. So again, Use this as a message to inspire action. Take action. Do something after listening to this video, listening to this podcast. Please do something. So again, do something you love to do. That's what I got for you. Thank you for tuning in to this new episode of Starting Blank. Again, this is your host, Sam Lister, and I appreciate you so much for tuning in. Made it to the end of the episode. Um, so I wanted to say thank you so much. Um, definitely hit me up across social. Uh, shoot me a text, shoot me an email, whatever it is. Uh, you can find me on Instagram is my main platform, but I'm on really every single uh, social media at Sam X Lister. Definitely leave a rating, leave a review if you'd like, but more than anything, share it with a friend if you think it would be valuable to them. So again, I, I can't thank you enough for checking this out. I have new episodes dropping daily. I'm putting in so much work and so much time into these episodes for you. So I really hope you take something from it um, and simply share it with a friend. That's, that's my whole ask for you. I'm not running any sponsorships on these. Um, I'm not doing anything, anything besides giving you guys as much as I can um, in this time. So again, Really appreciate you checking it out. And until next time, uh, check out new episodes dropping daily all of Q4 of 2020. Thank you, guys. Peace.